Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Because you're getting up each and every morning. You're calling upon me. You're asking me to do things that you have not done. Why? Because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men. The things that God has declared over your life. If you're feeling depressed, pray. If you want to give up, pray. If you're thrown in a towel, pray. If you're contemplating suicide, pray. But one thing, my brother, don't you give up. You got to commit to praying. And when you pray, things will begin to happen. When you pray, doors will open. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, hello. Welcome again to the Kingdom Rock Network. I am your spiritual referee, Minister Kendrick Scott, and we're going to continue on with our series titled God's Game Plan, and we're going to deal with part two, and we're going to title part two, Commit to God's Game Plan. So on last time, if you missed it, please, sir, go back and watch part one where we dealt with God's game plan. And the theme scripture for the entire series is Jeremiah 29 and 11, where it declares, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So we talked about just briefly on, uh, just for briefly for a moment, wanted to talk about that thoughts, meaning uh, a plan, a game plan that God has for us. And so on tonight, uh, we're going to deal with the subject committed to God's game plan, part two. So uh, our scripture for tonight, uh, if you would grab your Bibles uh, or listen whenever you have the opportunity to do so, amen, and we're going to come from uh, Proverbs 16 and 3, where it declares, uh, New King James Version, where it declares, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established, amen, we take a look at the word commit it means to carry into action or like Nike says, just do it. The word works, amen, from the scripture, it means our actions or your will or our ways, amen. We want to commit all those things over to the Lord. And then we take a look at the word thought, okay? And it says your plan and your ideas and even your motives. We want to commit everything over to God. And so if you are that young man and you are that, uh, that brother that says, you know what, minister, I hear exactly what you're saying, that am I to commit all of my ways over to the Lord? And how am I supposed to do that in committing our ways over to the Lord? Again, I told you, I am your spiritual referee. You must be born again. So the first point that I want to deal with is why we must commit to God's game plan. Again, why we must commit 
to God's game plan. It's very important as men, as young men in, the, in, in, in God's army, in God's uh, Christian kingdom, uh, that we must understand the importance of committing to God's kingdom. Amen. So uh, the number one reason in committing to God's game plan is, number one, salvation. Amen. Salvation meaning being saved or being delivered. Uh, the word salvation also means being born again. So if you would, go with me to the book of John, St. John chapter 3, and we're going to uh, just deal briefly with a young man by the name of Nicodemus. Uh, St. John chapter 3, it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Uh, he says, come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, notice what he says. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you are born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4 says, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter into his mother's womb a second time? Jesus says again, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6 says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Notice what he said in verse 7. He says, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. My brothers, it is very important that we are born again. Notice in the scripture, okay, Nicodemus, a Pharisee, Pharisee meaning that he had uh, a high position of authority, okay, and even he has to be born again. It does not matter your status. It does not matter your status quo. It does not matter uh, your job or your title or things such as that. Money cannot get you into the kingdom of God. Your title cannot get you into the kingdom of God. My brother, I come by to declare on tonight that you must be born again. You have to give your life over to Christ so that you can be renewed and be made brand new. For the word of the Lord declares in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. So when you are in God, you are a new creation. But you must be born again through water and by spirit. So when it talks about water, it indicates that you must be baptized with water. Okay. So time will not allow me to go into the specific details of water baptism nor spiritual baptism. So you have to catch me on another time and we can deal with that. However, when it talks about baptism, it is a liquid grave. It symbolizes that the old man going into the water, everything that the old man had is then washed away. And so when it is washed away in the liquid grave, you now come up a new creation in God. Again, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, if any man is in Christ or anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New creation. Old things are passed away. And when it's talking about the spirit, meaning you must be be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I have a few scriptures that I want to deal with on tonight uh, in reference to salvation. Romans 10 and 9 uh, out of the New King James Version, it says that if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him, him meaning Jesus, from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. It's just that simple. Amen. You have to believe in your heart, okay? Your heart, not the pumping blood vessel, but your heart, your intellect, your innermost being, your desires, your heart. You have to believe with all of your heart that Jesus, whoo, hallelujah, is Lord and Savior, that he died upon the cross, that he was buried and rose again, and the scripture says you will be saved. It's just that simple, my brother. Amen. Committing to God's plan has everything to do with salvation. You cannot receive the future and the hope that it talks about in Jeremiah 29 and 11 until you be what? Born again. Thank you, Jesus. Acts 2 and 21 says, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word shall indicates that it's going to happen. Amen. So it tells us that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved saved. Acts 4 and 12 in the CEV version, the contemporary version, it declares only Jesus, watch this, only Jesus has the power to save. His name, Jesus' name, his name is the only name. Somebody say only name. In the whole entire world that can save anyone. You have to call upon the name of Jesus. If you don't call upon the name of Jesus, there's no salvation that's going to uh, enter into you for you to enter into the kingdom of God. So you must be saved, and that name Jesus, Muhammad cannot save you, Buddha cannot save you, Confucius cannot save you, my name cannot save you, your own name cannot save you, your own authority cannot save you. You got to call upon the name of Jesus, because in Jesus' name, there's power in his name, so much power in the name of Jesus. And the word declares that I shall be saved. Amen. Let's go to the book of Titus. And it declares in the New King James Version, for the grace of God that brings salvation, grace meaning unmerited favor, his name is the only one in the world that can save anyone. Amen. Excuse me. Titus 2 and 11 says, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to who? All men. Appeared meaning that it is open. It's visible for everyone. So there is no excuse. There is no excuse. The reason why you cannot accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. There's no excuse why you cannot receive salvation. Hallelujah. The second uh, point that I want to deal with on tonight. First, we dealt with uh, committing to God's game plan, and we talked about why we must commit to God's game plan. Now, uh, I want to encourage you to commit to putting God first. Amen. Commit to putting God first. God has to be number one in our life. 
And how can God be number one in our life? That is through prayer. Prayer is the communication between you and God, which creates a relationship that is going to build your faith. Amen. So through prayer, through constant communication, that is what is going to build your faith in God. Amen. Prayer also helps us to gain understanding of God's love. Prayer provides answers. Prayer helps you to find direction in your life, my brother. Prayer gives you the strength to avoid all temptations, my young man, my young brother. Prayer aligns your will with God's will. Prayer and regular fasting can help you accept God's will. Prayer can work miracles. Prayer invites the Holy Spirit into your life. Prayer helps you become more like Jesus. There's power power in prayer. There's healing in prayer. There's deliverance in prayer. There's so much anointing in prayer. When you pray, the wicked shall utterly fall. When you pray, chains will begin to fall. Bands will begin to loose. When you pray, you are strong. When you pray, you will become more and more like Jesus. When you pray, you are encouraged. My grandmother used to say it like this, just a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. If you need somebody to talk to, all you got to do is call upon the name of the Lord because when you pray, I believe when you pray, things will begin to happen. A shift will begin to take place. When you pray, things will begin to shake off of you. When you pray, you will begin to build yourself up in the most holy faith. My brother, don't you give up. I declare right now in the mighty name of Jesus that the more you pray, your better days are ahead of you. That the more you pray, you shall be the head and not the tail. That the more you pray, the more you talk to Jesus, everything is going to work out. The hymn writer said it like this. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. Oh, what a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. You got to get bold when you pray. When you pray, it creates confidence. When you pray, it allows you to step into a place to where God says, you know what? I got your back because you're getting up each and every morning. You're calling upon me. You're asking me to do things that you have not done. Why? Because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men. The things that God has declared over your life. If you're feeling depressed, pray. If you want to give up, pray. If you're throwing it in a towel, pray. If you're contemplating suicide, pray. But one thing, my brother, don't you give up. You got to commit to praying. And when you pray, things will begin to happen. When you pray, doors will open. When you pray, miracle signs and wonders will begin to take place. When you pray, God will move mountains. God will move valleys when you pray. My brother, you got to pray. You got to press on. You got to push. You got to pray until something happens. And when it happens, you got to be encouraged. And you got to know that everything that I desire in God is going to happen when I pray. Jesus told his disciples that some things only come but by fasting and praying. You can expect God to move if there's no prayer. You can expect God to move if you're not in constant communication with him. Again, prayer is a relationship that you have with God. When you pray, it allows you to grow stronger in God. When you pray, it increases your faith. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I have some scriptures on prayer. Amen. And I want you to jot these scriptures down when you get an opportunity to go forward. Ephesians 6 and 18 in the New King James Version, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So when you look at the word supplication, uh, supplication means the act of begging or asking for something earnestly. Again, supplication means the act of begging or asking for something earnestly. Okay? So when you pray, you're begging or you're asking God for something earnest. Be honest with yourself and be honest with God. The second word I want to look at is the word perseverance. Notice now, the word perseverance means, watch this, and I got excited. <laughs> I got excited when, when, when I looked at this thing. The word perseverance means remaining persistent despite difficulty. Woo! Listen, my brother, you got to remain persistent in prayer despite your difficulty. You got to remain persistent in, in prayer despite your adversity. You got to remain persistent in prayer despite your trials, for your trials will come, and through prayer, your trials are going to make you stronger. You got to remain persistent through prayer, through difficulties. Second scripture I want to deal with, amen, is Philippians 4 and 6. Philippians 4 and 6, amen. It says, be anxious for nothing. The word anxious means worry. Don't worry about nothing. Don't worry about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, there's that word again, supplication, with thanksgiving, gladness in your heart, being excited about praying, being excited about talking to God, let your request be made known unto God. Listen to me, my brother. You have to make sure that when you are praying, that you are exact, that you are saying exactly what you mean, that you are honest with yourself, and you are being specific in detail what you are asking God or telling God what it is that you need. Amen. Colossians 4 and 2 declares, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. That's that word thanksgiving again. The word vigilant means keeping a careful watch for danger. So when you're praying, be sure that you're watching. When you're praying, be sure that you're mindful and being on the lookout for danger. Don't get discouraged when you're praying. Don't lose heart when you're praying. Hallelujah. And of course, amen, this goes without saying. First Thessalonians 5 and 17 says pray without ceasing. That just simply means don't stop praying. Always pray. Continue to pray each and every day, all day, every day. Amen. There was a, there was, there was a man by the name of Smith Wiggleworth. Amen. He, he declared that uh, he, never went, he never prayed longer than 15 minutes nor did he go 15 minutes without praying. Amen. It's not how long you pray. It's about the effectiveness in your prayer while you're praying. Amen. The most best prayer that I've ever been able to say was, thank you, Jesus, or God, you do it, and God will move just like that. So don't get caught up in how long you pray as long as that you're praying. Again, pray without ceasing. 
Amen. Proverbs 15, 29. I, I like this and pay attention to this. Amen. Uh, Proverbs 15, 29 says, uh, the Lord is far from those that are wicked. Amen. But he hears the prayers of the righteous. The word wicked means evil things, evil one, those that are doing or practicing evil things. But the Lord says that he hears the prayers of the righteous. The righteous mean those that are acting in accordance with God's will or God's plan or God's purpose. Amen. So the Bible says that uh, in order for Jesus and the Lord to hear your prayer, you have to be righteous. And when you are righteous, he will hear your prayer. So don't get so caught up in practicing sin, my brother, and then expect God to hear your prayer. Because he's not going to hear the prayer of the wicked. The Bible says that he's far away from those that are wicked. So you don't want to be in a position where you need God to do X, Y, and Z for you, but you have been in so much sin and you get to the place the way you are living in sin and practicing sin that the Lord is far away from you to the point to where he's not going to answer your prayer. Amen. So I want to encourage you on tonight that you don't need to find place in sin, but that you need to find place in God. Psalms, uh, excuse me, Job 22 and 27 in the CV version, it says, God will answer your prayers, and you, talking about you, talking about me, will keep your promises that you made to him. So God's going to answer our prayers. We, as children of God, we as saints, amen, in order for us to commit to putting God first, we got to keep our promises. Amen. Have you ever talked with someone? I uh, met someone and when they said, you know what, Lord, and they say them prayer, Lord, if you just bless me with a house, I'll be sure to be in your house every Sunday. Lord, if you just bless me with a car, I promise to you that I'm going to be at church. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to give ride to all kind of folk. But then as soon as God bless you with the car, as soon as God bless you with the house, you ain't nowhere to be found. But God held up his end of the bargain. You didn't hold up to yours. You didn't keep the promises that you made it to him, but he answered your prayer. So don't be like those people. Don't be like them. Psalms 32 and 6, it says, for this cause, everyone who is godly, if you consider yourself a man of God, if you consider yourself a Christian, the Bible declares in Job 22 and 26, uh, excuse me, Psalms 32 and 6, it says, for this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you, meaning who? God, in a time when he may be found. Pray to God to when he can be found. Amen. You should always be praying. You should not lose faint or lose heart in prayer. Amen. Prayer should be a natural thing. Just as you talk to your wife, just as you talk to your friends at school, just as you talk to your, 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 your mother or even your father, you should always talk to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And my last scripture that I'm going to deal with on prayer. Amen. Because I believe that you got it by now. Amen. Jot these scriptures down. Go back and listen to it. Amen. Because I want you to have them. Okay. Luke 21 and 36. And I got excited when I read this thing right here. It says, watch therefore and pray always that you may be like Excuse me. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Woo! I got excited right there. Look what it says. It says, pray always that you may, that you may count worthy to escape. 
And so when I was sitting and looking at that scripture, I began to think about uh, when you're driving on 285 or when you're driving on 75 over to the far left lane, there's what you call a the HOV lane, which turns into uh, the Peach Pass lane. Okay, and so if you're driving on those lanes, if, there, if there's a whole lot of traffic, only those that have the Peach Pass is able to ride in the Peach Pass lane to go around the traffic. <laughs> and so when you pray and constant in prayer, amen, the Bible says that the more you pray, it's just like a Peach Pass and you're able to go around the danger. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. So the more I pray, I can escape danger. Amen. The more I pray, I can ask God to go before me and make every crooked way straight. The more I pray, I can ask God to stand before me and be my guide. He is my guard. He is my shepherd. He is my protector. He is my provider. So the more I pray, I ain't got to worry about no danger. Somebody say, I ain't got to worry about nothing. Amen. Lastly, amen. I want to deal with studying and reading God's word. Commit to studying and reading God's word. God's rich word allows us to connect with his son, Jesus. Our relationship not only needs prayer to survive, but it also needs God's word to survive. In the book of, Second, in the book of Second Timothy 2 and 15, it says, study to show yourself approved in God. Amen. You got to study. You got to know God's word. Amen. That is a part of this Christian journey. We have got to know God's word. We cannot get caught slipping on not knowing God's word. And for you, my brother, amen, that is a new brother in Christ, amen, I want to encourage you to get in the word. Amen. There are going to be people, there are going to be people that are going to come your way, that are going to try to deter you off of your faith and your belief. But get in God's word. Know it for yourself and study to show yourself approved. Hosea 4 6 it says my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge the less you know about God's word you'll be destroyed and it's not talking about in the natural sense but in the spiritual sense destroyed meaning that when you are depressed you don't have enough God you don't have enough of God's word in you to bring you out of that depression state when you are committing suicide you don't have enough God's word in you to bring you or to change your mindset from that being destroyed because there's a lack. Amen. There doesn't need to be a lack in you, young man. There doesn't need to be a lack in you, my brother. God does not operate in lack. He operates in abundance. Somebody say he operates in abundance. Amen. Uh, John 17 and 17 in the CE version says, your word is truth. So let this truth make them completely yours. Amen. God's word is true. And so you got to allow God's word to be true in your heart so that you can become his. Amen. You have got to accept God's word for the truth. Amen. You can't accept one part of the scripture, but then not accept the other part. You got to commit to it. You got to stand firm on it. Because if you don't, me as your spiritual referee, I'm throwing the flag on you. I'm blowing the whistle. Because it ain't how things are supposed to be done. Matthew 4 and 4 says, but he answered and said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. The word proceeding is a constant flow, a stream that flows from the mouth 
of God. So the more you read and study God's word, there's a revelation that's going to come forth. The more you read and study God's word, it's life-changing. The more you read and study God's word, it leads your life to Jesus Christ. The more you read and study God's word, it gives you wisdom. The more you read and study God's word, it gives you encouragement. The more you read and study God's word, it holds you accountable. The more you read and study God's word, it allows you to give you know-how, know-how to live, know-how to change, know-how to move and be directed by the Holy Spirit. It gives you know-how to understand what your purpose is. It gives you know-how to understand what your potential is. It gives you know-how to love your enemies when they despitefully mistreat you. It gives you know-how to pray for those that talk about you, that lie on you, that scandalize you. Reading God's word will give you know-how. Tell yourself, I got to know how to live in God's word. Tell yourself each and every morning, I got to stay in God's word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And that is all that I have for you on tonight. Amen. I pray that the Lord will continue to be upon your life as you go through this Christian journey. I pray that someone on tonight is encouraged by the word that came forth. When you get the opportunity, there are a lot of apps that you can download on your phone. Grab those apps. Put them on your phone so that you can begin a journey through the word of God. I like to tell people the best place to start in the word of God is in the book of John, for it deals with Jesus in humanity. For John 1 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and nothing was made except it was made by God. Then you go down to the, uh, around about the 11th or the 12th verse, it says, and the word put on flesh, the word being who? Jesus Christ. And so it deals with Jesus, not only in his God form, but it deals with Jesus in his humanity. So continue to pray, getting a Bible-based church to where you can learn scripture, to where you can learn Bible, that they are teaching the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Eternal God of our Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this word that went forth. I pray now, Lord God, that you would touch that young man, that you would touch that brother, that they will begin to grow closer to you, that they will continue to draw themselves closer to you. Father God, your word declares, oh God, that if we draw thyself closer to you, that you will draw yourself closer to us. Father God, allow them to become more thirsty for your word, for your word declares those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And so God, fill them right now, Lord God, with that earnest supplication. Fill them right now, Lord God, with that earnest desire to get to know you more and more by reading and studying your word and by prayer. Father God, I declare, Lord God, that better things are going to happen for them when they begin to pray. I pray right now, Lord God, that their better days are ahead of them when they begin to pray, that chains will fall, that shackles will be loosed when they begin to pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare this prayer to be so and done. In Jesus' name, amen. And so if that is you, my brother, that is watching, and you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you would, take this time to go with me in a word of prayer. Eternal God, our Father, and you can repeat after me. Eternal God, our Father, I am a sinner that needs to be saved. I do believe in your death, your burial, and your resurrection. And by the confession of my mouth, and my be believing in that in my heart, your word declares that I am saved. Lord, work on me. Save me, change me, so that I may be better for the upbuilding and uplifting of your kingdom. I want to be an ambassador of Christ, for I shall live and not die. For no weapon 
formed against me will be able to prosper and that every tongue that rises up against me in the day of judgment, it shall be condemned. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible declares if you believe that, you are saved. Join me again next week for part three, dealing with God's game plan. Until we meet again, see you next time on the Kingdom Rock Network. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.